Hello, and welcome to the Masterpiece Ministries podcast, hosted by me, Abby Burnett. This podcast exists to share stories of the transformation of God's people, His masterpieces. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. My prayer is that you learn more about the love and faithfulness of God through the stories you hear from regular people just like you. Now, let's tune in and listen to this week's story. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Masterpiece Ministries podcast. This is your host, Abby. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so excited for this episode. Uh, We are having our first ever guest on the pod. and She's sitting with me right now. (laughs) Yay. Um, So I can't wait to share this story with you. And as a reminder, this podcast just serves to share stories of God's people and his faithfulness in the lives of others. And I'm really excited to share a story with you today. So today, my guest is my friend, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hi. <laughs> and um, Jesse and I know each other. We actually met when we were doing youth ministry. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was my first retreat that I went on as a leader. <laughs> I think it probably was my first retreat two really or second I didn't really know a lot of people back then me neither yeah um (laughs) that makes it even better I thought you had been there for a while um but I remember I was getting on this school bus to go to this retreat center and I knew nobody I knew like one person uh but didn't feel like confident enough to be like I have friends here and this girl was like sitting by herself on the bus and I was like, can I sit with you? And she was like, sure. Or maybe it happened the other way around. I don't remember. I was like, please. (laughs) I don't even think. No, we did talk. We did talk all the way there. I I was going to say, I don't think we talked at all, but I think we we did. did. Um, And so, yeah, so that was how we kind of first met. But I don't think we interacted much that weekend, maybe a little bit here and there. Yeah. But then our mutual friend group from church kind of, we started hanging out uh, more frequently. And then when I got into powerlifting, <laughs> I knew that she was really into like CrossFit type exercises. And I was going to start training for my competition. And my trainer was like, you can get a discounted price if you bring a friend. <laughs> and I was all about a discounted price. <laughs> so I reached out to Jesse and was like, hey, would you want to do this with me? And at first she was like, not really. Well, I was in the process of moving. That's fair. I will That's say fair. that. But yeah. And home buying and yeah, things like that. But it was a good distraction for me for sure. Yeah. I love powerlifting now. Big yeah. powerlifting gal. Oh yeah. Strong girls. Girls who eat. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how we got closer. We spent a lot of time working out with each other and competed together and almost got like pretty similar totals if not the same same total the same exact total so abby's very competitive so i will say we got the same (laughs) since then she's outlifted me a few times so i will probably better deadlift than me (laughs) that would be the only time i'll ever have the same (laughs) score so yeah so that's how uh we met and so jesse is here today to be the first featured masterpiece on uh the podcast other than myself so without further ado welcome jesse to the mm-hmm. podcast i'm actually like 
scared to not scared I guess nervous I don't talk about myself a lot especially Mm -hmm. in my past but I think that when I do God always blesses that Mm -hmm. because I think telling your story sharing your story especially as it relates to how God has moved in you is so important Mm -hmm. and it speaks volumes to what God can do so amen awesome so um where did you kind of start in your faith journey like tell us a little bit about growing up how you became a believer yeah what's your background yeah so I grew up in a family of four um so just me my parents and my older brother is four years older than me and um grew up pretty simple um and my babysitter actually brought me to Awana and Mm. that was the first interaction that we had had in our family my mom had been seeking churches but hadn't really found anything that she fit with. But my babysitter was like, I'm taking you guys to Awana because I think my parents had an event or something on a Friday Oh, oh so it was like just a convenience. Yeah. Hmm. So, and we loved it. <laughs> you said we're I all mean, in for Awana. <laughs> we're like free snacks. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Candy. <sure. laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think it just speaks to my babysitter who I still know to this day. Um, she was just such a woman of God to like bring mm. God into our lives so fluidly yeah. and make it such an easy thing mm-hmm. for us to learn. Um, and then my parents started going to that church and then I ended up actually going to a Christian high school, a Christian school K through 12, actually the mm. same school. So I was with probably the same group of 10 kids probably stayed the whole way. We wow. had a few people here and there come in. But yeah, pretty small school. Um, but yeah, that's how I kind of grew up and how I was introduced to God. And I say, I I probably had like a prayer to have Jesus in my heart when I was like four. Yeah, same. But recommitted my life when I was about 15, when I really understood okay. what was happening after a basketball tournament that where they had somebody speak and it was like a recommitment um, oh, to God. Cool. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Like at a, like at a tournament for other Christian schools Yeah, and they what had like a, a speaker come. What a Christian school thing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. They had like That's a, cool, a Christian speaker come in and he did all these like basketball tricks and kind of brought it back to huh. God, which was such a cool experience. A ministry. Which I should mean... happen at public schools, I would think. Yeah. yeah. Christian schools, but it was a really good, I guess it really clicked with me and I recommitted at that moment um I think though and you've kind of talked about this in your intro and everything for me it's it's less about my direct testimony and more so where I saw God was after I recommitted my life and everything and living life after that and having this like transformation of Mm. seeing God's goodness and faithfulness and protection through my life um during different circumstances so yeah, I had I I don't want to speak a lot about this just due to like protecting other people yeah, and everything, but I had trauma when I was about from the ages of 10 to 12 probably pretty consistently mm. and that was really hard and I didn't tell anybody about it till I was 17. Wow, so, just because of um shame. shame? Yeah. Shame. There's a lot of reasons, but um yeah, so I kind of went through middle and high school feeling even more awkward than those times I actually feel. <laughs> mm. Having this almost like disconnect with a lot of my classmates of feeling like 
why do I not feel like I belong here? Why do I feel like I'm so different or I see life very differently? Mm. And I think that's probably something a lot of people who've been through trauma would Hmm. say is that it kind of brings a different perspective on life. And at that time, I didn't really know the impact of that on my life. Um, But I did know like this, I just felt so out of place in a way. Yeah. Like you're kind of like carrying something that nobody knows about, but it's kind of, we talk a lot in teaching about like an emotional backpack and Mm. how when you experience trauma, you're carrying a lot of things in your emotional backpack that are already weighing you down more than the average or the person I won't say average but the person who hasn't experienced oh yeah those traumas is and already as like an adolescent who already feels awkward and weird you're also carrying this shame and confusion and distrust probably like all these things rolled together but also navigating adolescence at the same time which is yes challenging yeah yeah and I I do value like my Christian education a lot I think I learned a lot about God in my time in Christian education but I do think that sometimes shame can play a bigger mm. role mm-hmm. mm. in that um so I, I definitely felt that compounded a bit um And that really just weighed heavy on me. And I found myself, you know, sometimes just crying or just feeling so out of place. Like Mm. all these people don't don't even know me. They think they know me, but they don't even know me because I have this like dark secret. Sure. You know, because I hadn't told anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really difficult. And doing that, I kind of started dating, trying to seek something, some sense of security in my life. Mm -hmm. I did also... I didn't have this in my notes, but I did really struggle with eating for a long time. Mm. That's another big response of like trying to control. Yeah. When everything feels so out of control. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that I, I dated two guys and it was like always so serious, which (laughs) now as a youth leader, I'm like, it's not that deep. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely hard. And like a 16 year old boy doesn't know how to handle something that big. Yeah. Like, I seriously, yeah. Why did I think that they could? I don't know. <laughs> I was seeking because, something. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. You want to feel validated. You want to feel accepted and loved. And Exactly. I mean, I was a boy crazy teenager. I don't know if you're a boy crazy. I definitely described myself as that. But it was, it's hard as a young, a young person trying to figure out where to find your acceptance and value from. And you're even talking about someone who grew up in K through 12 Christian education. So you're hearing these messages all the time and it's still not always easy to apply, especially as a teenager or or to be reminded when life is so like heavy as such a young person. Yes. And I, like I said, I like recommitted my life when I was like 15, 16. And then I was in these relationships, which definitely took me away from God. Mm. It was more of an emotional Mm. connection that I was seeking and I wasn't, And that just failed. And so I ended, I had these two like back-to-back boyfriends. They ended, thank goodness, praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. But I was like, at that moment, I was like, God, okay, I'm just, and this was right before my senior year in high school. And I was like, God, I just want to be single. I'm just going to be single and I'm just going to enjoy your presence. And I'm going to like work on being a better Christian, spending time with you, praying, all of these things. I had a missions trip coming up in the summer. And I was like, great, this is wonderful. Can't like, I'm, I'm in, I'm like, I don't even need a boyfriend before I go to college, whatever. Well, so then, 
this boy starts texting me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> and he's texting me. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll text him back. And then it turns out I found out he was texting other girls. So I go on this missions trip and I'm like, listen, dude, I'm about to go away for a week. So I'm not going to be able to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like you're really that interested. Mm-hmm. So bye. Hey, and Boy, bye. <laughs> Thank you, next. I, I don't talk to him for a week. And then I come back and he's like, let's actually hang out mm-hmm. when I got back. I was like, oh. How old are you at this time? This is right before my senior year, so I am 17. 17, okay. Well, actually, I was 16 because this is right before my birthday. But... And did he go to school with you and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, he okay. was a year older than me. Cool. And um, so he texted me all of this. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, we can hang out, but it's not a date. Because I'm like, God, I'm good being single, whatever. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> to, to a guy that's like, okay, great. Um, so we go out to a movie, whatever. And then, um, the second half of the date, he just listens to me. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, not in that moment that I knew he was going to be my husband or whatever, Mm -hmm. but in that moment, God was like, maybe you do, maybe I can still send you someone that's going to be what you need. And you may think that, oh, like, like I thought I was being so holy, like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be single. Mm. It's going to be great. But God was like, I work in different ways than ah, you think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you thought you were kind of choosing like the right and the right. holy and the like Which the is, good Christian. You even said a better Christian path, but that got interrupted by yeah. him. <laughs> and I think that's something I've always struggled with. My faith is like trying to take control of things. Mm. Like I'm, this is me taking control. I'm going to lead whatever, like, thanks God. Yeah. See, like, but God was like, no, I have different ways. Like your, my ways are not your ways. Like mm-hmm. let go basically mm-hmm. stop trying to hold on to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I ended up marrying the guy, but <laughs> I, he was the first person I told about my trauma, which then kind of leads to what I was saying sure. earlier. So I was 17 and this is the first guy that I felt like ever truly listened to me and I felt safe and I felt safe enough to tell him. And from there, I, after I told him, began my healing journey through Mm -hmm. that. And that's where I saw the most significant change and growth in my faith. Um, just due to having this hardship and healing from trauma is not great. (laughs) Let me say. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's dark. Um, mm. especially coming from someone who had buried it deep. Like mm. I, I was 10 to 12. I didn't tell anybody till I was 17. Mm. You're a different person when you're mm-hmm. 17, but a lot of that stuff when you're 10 to 12 still plays an impact on you. Yeah. So it was a lot of digging. Um, one thing that I still struggle with is nightmares. I would have nightmares a lot. Mm a lot of like flashbacks stuff like that so it was a dark dark time god was there with me and that that's really what the biggest thing was is that god healed my trauma and like yes i had these resources of therapy and you know my mom my husband i he was not my husband at 17 but (laughs) uh i had all these resources but in the end it was god that brought me through and i don't think healing is healing from trauma is definitely it's definitely not like a black or white situation Mm -hmm. things don't change that quickly it's a long process and I'm still learning and growing 
but I've definitely seen God and his goodness so much through that. And I think that that's just the thing that I have to share with others is that, you know, God is there for you through it all. Mm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. Yay. Um, so what, what do you think? I mean, you just kind of alluded to this, but if you had to kind of put a tagline mm-hmm. on your story, mm-hmm. you know, like a one sentence summary of what mm-hmm. your story has taught you about God and about his impact on your life, what would that tagline be for your story? Oh man, that is hard. <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I think something that I always go back to, well, there's a few things, but God is a God of comfort. And I don't think that we think about that a lot Mm. as Christians. And I've, that's one of my biggest prayers when I'm praying for other people, um, that, you know, that they would see his comfort and, and feel it in their lives Mm. and having that as a safe space in your heart to just know that has Mm. been a lasting impact for me. Mm. Um, One verse that I actually memorized when I was in first grade (laughs) was Psalms 23. We memorized Mm. the whole Mm -hmm. chapter. And throughout my trauma journey, whenever I was having a panic attack or flashback, I literally would say that verse out loud. Mm. And that would give me immediate peace. Yeah. And those panic attacks would stop. Everything would stop in that moment. And scripture is so powerful in that essence. And that's why I strongly encourage memorization. It's so much harder as an adult, but (laughs) it's so good because like immediately that will change your mindset. You know? Well, and like I always like in Ephesians six when it talks about the armor of God, Mm -hmm. what's the only offensive in that list? Like everything else is, yeah, the belt of truth right the the uh shoes of righteous or of peace and um the breastplate of righteousness right those are all protective measures but the only offensive mentioned in that passage is the sword of the spirit which is god's word right mm-hmm. and so how else are we to fight battles and to stop lies in our head and the cyclical nature of those things yes. than to interrupt it with what is true and Amen. that it that we have to believe that it does have impact and that it does have power to change our thought processes. Yeah. You know, like I think a lot of times we just fall victim to our thought processes and we just think this is going to be how it is for forever. Like I can't this is what's happened to me and it was like this wasn't fair and this mm-hmm. wasn't um <laughs> I'm a victim here so how yeah. like what what advice do you give to somebody who's Stop in your that. spot or maybe where you used to be who has experienced a traumatic event and that could be a myriad of different things um have had a traumatic event they are a believer and they're trying to make sense of how do i process my trauma mm. also believing that god is good mm-hmm. and hope for healing like Mm. what what guidance do you have there for them that's a great question my husband and I we talk about this concept of the victim mindset all the time Mm. and it's this this 
way of thinking that like I'm stuck like you said I'm stuck in this situation and kind of base their whole life based off of that Mm -hmm. and there is something to be said about resiliency and grit and I think those are like two character traits that really bring you out of that situation but also there's other things that bring you out of that and that would be you know your support system Mm -hmm. you're not alone and I think like I felt so alone so alone I felt so awkward I felt so alone I felt so much shame but I was not alone Mm. uh like since I've started to share my journey a little bit more I've heard so many other people who've had similar experiences to Mm -hmm. me and learning that on top of learning that God is always with me Mm. I have no reason to fear like fear was something that so much took control of my life and I think just knowing and studying and learning about the character of God and how he can really be there for you in those moments has transformed my life. And I think that having a support system to guide you through that initial step, like I had. Um, you say, did you work with a trauma therapist? I or? worked with a, actually, I worked with a counselor from my church. Nice. And she was amazing. And she, she's since has passed which is really sad Mm. but um she really just was like okay and she brought me back to scripture Mm. she but she still was working through like psychology books and stuff with me on ptsd and Mm -hmm. how to because i was exhibiting a lot of ptsd like symptoms um and how to kind of work through that with like cognitive behavioral therapy and stuff like that i think that's important to hear that like you can be a Christian and also still need therapy and some of those more, I guess, scientific, if you will, approaches to Mm -hmm. dealing with things. Like it's not just, well, have faith. You'll be fine. Uh, That's not like a holistic approach. And that's really not how I think God wants us to operate either. And so I think that's important to hear that like, you're not a bad Christian if you need therapy or you need some sort of other um, way to process your trauma. But I love how it was a guidance or a counselor, sorry, not a guidance counselor, but a counselor from your church who had that faith-based background, but could also integrate like medical and scientific processes to help you process. Um, You mentioned that she pushed you towards scripture. Was there, is there a certain scripture that um, you think really speaks to this or was an encouragement to you or that you found really valuable? I know you mentioned Psalm 23, but mm-hmm. is there any other places that you think? I mean, there's so many scriptures. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and one story that really kind of brought everything together for me was uh, Joseph's story and how he was just like completely abandoned by his family. Mm, talk about trauma. <laughs> uh, poor guy. Uh, and then, you know, in the end, God rewarded his faithfulness, regardless of all of these things that happened. And if you looked at the first half of his life or the first few years of his life, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this guy hit back to back yeah. to back like, yeah. with things. He got thrown in jail. He was like... Yeah. by All by the hands of his own family, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if you just looked at that, it'd be like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. he could definitely have a victim mindset. He could put himself in those shoes yeah. and be like, yeah, my life sucks whatever god's abandoned me yeah yeah but he continued to seek god and he continued to be faithful and be a man of integrity with his faith Mm. throughout being in a land that was unfamiliar with his faith Mm. and 
um, ends up elevated like yeah, yeah. he be- becomes <laughs> huge redemption leader, story and yeah. then his brothers come back and he has to you know experience that kind forgiveness. of yeah, yeah forgiveness um so that verse this verse genesis 50 20 uh you intended to harm me this is joseph speaking to his brothers but God intended it for good to accomplish what now is being done, the saving of many lives. Mm. So, yeah, and a lot of what I like to talk about, especially in, you know, youth ministry and also like my friends and people I surround myself with is post-traumatic growth, which is the this concept of people who've experienced trauma grow from it and are able to see life, like I was saying, how I I felt so different than my classmates or whatever. Mm -hmm. People who've experienced trauma are able to have this different worldview that makes them a little bit more empathetic and Mm -hmm. that they're able to kind of process things differently. And it's almost like a superpower. I like to think of it as a superpower. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, ultimately, they can make a huge impact Mm. um, because of this, you know, extra thing that they've experienced. And there's tons of books on it. Um, But even just scripture, you'll find throughout people who experienced bad things and then overcome it. And then God ended up using them. Yeah. So I think it's just a redemption story, really. Amen. Yeah, it's interesting. When I looked up the verse that you mentioned, this is when he's talking to his brothers Mm -hmm. after they've been reunited with him and they to back up a little bit in the passage they say you know if joseph is holding a grudge against us he will certainly repay us for all the suffering we caused him so they're feeling very convicted and realize oh shoot like this is not good for us (laughs) like this is going to be bad and he totally wipes the slate clean for them and forgives them and what i found interesting is after that verse you read verse 21 joseph saying therefore don't be afraid. I will take care of you and your children. Mm-hmm. So now he's offering to still care for them mm-hmm. after they've mistreated him so grossly. And he comforted them. And you talked about at the beginning of your story about how God is a God of comfort. comfort. Yeah. And so I think that's like a beautiful summation of that is that there's pain and there's trauma and there's harmful and hurtful things that we go through in life. And we have a choice whether to hold on so tightly to those and let them define us and put a stamp on us that says she's been through X. So she is this and Mm. he's been through this. And so he is this, right. We can live with that way that that our trauma is like stamped on our forehead. Right. Or, and even if you don't want to use a word like trauma for your, for whoever's listening for their experience, it might be a hurt that you have or a betrayal and you can live with that stamped on your forehead Mm -hmm. or, if you're a believer and you know the love of God, you can live with the seal of the Holy Spirit, right? That mm. you've been sealed by a child of God, as a child of God, and he will ultimately deal with everybody. Right. <laughs> and, all their, yep. and all of their misdoings or yeah. wrongdoings in the end. And you can choose to live a life that is free and is peaceful and has hope. Yeah. Um, not because of anything we do or our life circumstances, but because of God and and who He is. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Yay. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story. I think this is gonna be really impactful for somebody who is in your spot, 
who is feeling like they're holding on to something that nobody knows about or mm. carrying something in their emotional backpack. And like, I just pray that this sets someone free today, right? Oh, that yes. Whoever, if you're listening to this and you just reson- resonated with Jesse's story, like I encourage you to go find a trusted friend or a trusted mentor in your life or something. And for the first time, choose to begin your healing journey and speak that out loud because we know that when we bring things out of the darkness and into the light, mm. they can start to be healed and we can start to be transformed and we can start to change. And so I just encourage you that if this really hit home with you, that you consider doing that today. And Amen. Um, we love, love that, you Abby. and we'll pray for you. Yeah, of course. Um, I meant to do this at the beginning, but uh, what I try to do a little gratitude oh, yes, segment yes. in each of my episodes. So reflecting maybe on your past week, or you could think about the upcoming week. What is something that you are grateful for? I am very grateful. Oh, I just spent some time with my grandma and I just really have been enjoying spending time with my grandmother and just hearing her story and listening better you mm. know, to our elders. I think that's yeah. so important. And um, she's just a sweet soul. So I've, I'm just so thankful for time spent with my grandmother this week. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I think for me, today's a snowy day here yes. where we are. And I know a lot of people like really hate winter, but I love how winter causes you to like slow your pace. Mm-hmm. Like summer is yes busy, 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 busy. And I feel yeah. like in the winter, everyone has less plans and I yes. get to like sit in my bed and like read and just be cozy. Plus it's a Monday and we're off work. <laughs> That's also something you love that for me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Jesse, for being on the podcast today. We might have to bring you on another time. Oh. Share more about your story. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If this blessed you or encouraged you, please share it with somebody, share it on social media, text it to a friend, leave us a five-star review. Um, Tell people about this podcast so that we can share the stories of God's faithfulness to people who need to hear them. So until next time, bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Masterpiece Ministries podcast. I pray that you feel encouraged after listening and are reminded of God's love for you and for His people. You are His masterpiece, created anew in Christ to do good works He has prepared for you. What will your story be? If this podcast has been helpful or encouraging to you, please share it with your people. You can follow us on Instagram or TikTok at masterpiece.ministries. See you next week for a new episode. Bye!